is Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning here on KGMI. Well, our weekly commentary this week, we're going to talk about the Congressional Budget Office's rosy scenario. You know, last week, the Congressional Budget Office set out new projections for budget deficits and debt in the decade ahead, and they weren't quite as bad as they looked last year. The CBO now projects a deficit of 6.4% of GDP in 2033. That compares with a prior forecast of 7.3% deficit. Total accumulated debt by 2033 is now forecasted to be 114% of GDP versus 119% of GDP. None of this is good news. Deficits and debts would still be too high, but it is less bad. The problem is that the CBO's assumptions are way too rosy. In particular, it assumes that end of many of the tax cuts enacted in the 2017 without any negative effects on the economy. Fat chance. More likely, growth would slow and revenue would come in low, meaning bigger budget deficits. But it'll also be tough to hit the CBO's revenue projections if we keep the 2017 tax cuts fully in place. The CBO is forecasting real inflation-adjusted economic growth of about 2% per year on average for the decade ahead, the same growth that we experienced since the end of 2000 before the 2001 recession, and since the end of 2019, which is the business cycle peak prior to COVID. If we tax that economy at lower rates than the CBO projects, it'll yield less revenue than the CBO projects as well. The bottom line is that no matter what candidates say this year on the campaign trails in the race for the White House, Senate, and House, both parties are going to have to find ways to limit deficits in the years ahead. If we get a GOP sweep, which we believe would result in a continuation of the 2017 tax cuts, and which we only put 35% odds up from 30% last November, we expect measures to fight the deficit to include curbs on green energy, subsidies, more tariffs, and Medicaid reform. If the Democrats sweep, which we put at only 20% odds, then we think a wide range of tax hikes will be on the table, including raising the top income tax rate, which is now 37% back to 39.6, raising the long-term capital gains and dividends rates now 20 to at least 24%, reducing estate tax exemptions, raising the standard corporate tax rate, which is now 21% back to thir- at least 35, possibly introducing a carbon tax, which the Clinton administration briefly considered back in 1993. But back then, one of the differences were that both senators from Nebraska were Democrats, which helped keep President Clinton away from a carbon tax. Now the Democrats get very little support from energy-intensive states. In a world where the current House majority is razor-thin and some election maps are still being redrawn, it shouldn't shock anyone if we end up with mixed government in 25 and 26, with the GOP holding at least one of the White House, Senate, and the House, and the Democrats holding at least one as well. We'd put the odds of that at about 40 to 45 percent at present. With mixed government, expect some brutal political fights. Does anyone think a Speaker Hakeem Jeffries would simply roll over for the Republican president and accept a full extension of the 2017 tax cuts or anything close? Why wouldn't a Republican president test the Supreme Court by impounding, refusing to spend money appropriated by Congress, which hasn't happened since the early 1970s? The bottom line is that all the fighting and mixed government scenarios would likely generate no entitlement reforms and little deficit reduction, leaving plenty of time for the bond vigilantes to sharpen their knives. Take a look at our global roundup for the week. We saw inflation uptick dampens the U.S. rate cut outlook. 
Global equities were modestly higher on the week despite a surge in U.S. inflation readings and dwindling anticipation of rapid rate cuts from the U.S. Federal Reserve. The yield in the U.S. 10-year Treasury note continued its sharp rise, jumping to 4.31% from 4.16% a week ago. And the price of the barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil added to recent gains, reaching 77.50 a barrel. Volatility as measured by the CBOE Volatility Index, or VIX, rose to 14.4 from 12.9 last Friday. And looking at some of our macro news, we saw that January inflation rise upends the U.S. rate bets. Investors pared back expectations of near-term Fed rate cuts after consumer prices rose a more than expected three-tenths of one percent month over month in January, up from two-tenths of one percent in December, slowing the pace of disinflation. On a year-over-year basis, the inflation rate dipped to 3.1 percent from 3.4 percent, while the core rate held steady at 3.9 percent. Most concerning was a 0.85% month-over-month rise in core services, except housing. That's a metric watched closely by the Fed. Some observers have cautioned that they have historically been uncaptured seasonal effects in January CPI data that where the composition of the Consumer Price Index differs significantly from what the Fed's preferred PCE measure. However, Friday's much larger-than-expected jump in producer prices led to a rise in services prices, reignited fears that inflation is yet to be tamed. The odds of a May rate cut were trimmed to just 29% on Friday morning, from nearly 70% early Tuesday. We saw U.S. retail sales surprised to the downside, signs of the consumer spending entering 2024 with less momentum than thought helped calm fears that the U.S. economy is destined for a no landing, not the soft landing that investors had hoped. January retail sales unexpectedly fell eight-tenths of one percent. The prior two months readings were revised lower. It should be noted that retail sales account for only about a quarter of consumer spending. Services account for the rest. And Trump's NATO remarks ruffle European feathers. Former U.S. President Donald Trump said during a campaign stop last weekend that he would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want to NATO allies that fail to meet their military spending obligations. An advisor to Trump later suggested that the potential for a two-tiered alliance, with only members in compliance with the 2% annual defense spending commitment being eligible for Article 5 protections, under which an attack on one member is seen as an attack on all. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz responded by saying that calling into question NATO's mission is irresponsible and dangerous. And we saw Barr says the Fed is closely watching banks' commercial real estate exposures. U.S. regulators are closely focused on risk in commercial real estate loans and have stepped up downgrades of banks, supervisor meetings, and increased enforcement actions amid a continued downturn in the real estate sector, according to Fed Vice Chair of Supervision Michael Barr. On Thursday, the central bank issued guidelines for its annual stress tests that emphasize the risks inherent in commercial real estate. And let's look at some quick hits here from around the globe. We saw that ahead of last Sunday's Super Bowl, U.S. President Joe Biden called on companies to end shrinkflation. That's paying the same for smaller packages. We saw a slump in German office property prices accelerated in the fourth quarter of last year to a 13% year-over-year decline, according to German Banking Association, VDP. For the full year, prices dropped more than 10%. And the Mortgage Bankers Association forecasts that almost 20% of U.S. commercial real estate loans, totaling $929 billion, will mature this year. Japan's vice finance minister for international affairs said this week that recent rapid yen depreciation is undesirable. He warned speculators that the authorities are on a call 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and are always ready to take appropriate steps as needed. And we saw that the betting markets project that Joe Biden has just a 27% chance of being re-elected U.S. president in November. Former President Donald Trump has a 44% chance, according to the Real Clear Politics. And inflation in the United Kingdom came in lower. 
than expected in January, falling six-tenths of one percent month-over-month while holding steady at four percent year-over-year. Core inflation was unchanged at 5.1 percent. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. We will be back shortly. Hi, Brad Barron here, CEO at Barron Heating, AC Electrical and Plumbing, checking in after the cold snap. How's your whole home holding up? Heat, power, water, all basic foundations of comfort. But freezing weather can cause big problems for these essentials, leaving your home begging for some TLC. Punxsutawney Phil says early spring, but winter isn't over yet making now the perfect time for a barren performance maintenance. Recovery and prevention are key to keeping your furnace or heat pump ready for the elements. And don't wait for winter to wreak havoc on your plumbing. Hidden leaks can go unnoticed and worsen over time. Barron Plumbing's leak detection can prevent damage and fix problems for good. For peace of mind with your power, turn to Barron Electrical. From surge protection to whole home generators, we'll keep your lights, heat, and refrigerator on no matter the weather. So call Barron today and take care of your whole home, ensuring your investment are running safely, efficiently, and reliably when you need them most. Aaron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Your local go-to job board is packed with opportunity. HireMeWa.com has local job listings right now. HireMeWa.com, powered by this radio station and Elements Hospitality in Linden. Elements Hospitality is a national contractor focused on hotel and resort renovations with immediate openings for experienced project managers. Head to HireMeWa.com now for details on these and a host of other quality jobs in the Pacific Northwest. Job openings posted for free. HireMeWa.com, a service of Cascade Radio Group and powered by Elements Hospitality. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. We can help you understand the disease. And give you tips for living a better life. Find your answers at Parkinson.org or call 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better lives together. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Welcome to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning. As always, thank you for being with us. And we are Asset Advisors. We are located out on the Pacific Highway. That's out next to Wilson's Furniture. As you go north on your right, heading to Ferndale. And our address is 5060 Pacific Highway, Suite 101, Ferndale, 98248. Our phone number 360-733-1200. And check out our website at wealthwakeup.com. Calm. And as I mentioned yesterday, we've been going through a fairly extensive office remodel. We're getting kind of piece by piece done. We've got most of the painting done. We've got the carpets in, got the flooring done. We've got most of the furniture moved back around, get the computer systems moved back where they belong. Got the back end of the office. I guess they're still working back there on that and doing some painting and stuff we're doing back there. Also, uh, of course, we've done our transition back from LPL or back to LPL Financial, and uh, that's been a, a interesting process. It's taken us the last six months getting accounts transferred over. The last couple, three weeks, we've been spending time reallocating portfolios into a totally new lineup of investment mix, so it's been busy. And also, we're at the point now where I'm ready to start looking for an associate advisors to come in with us. We have Space Forum here along with operations assistants and um, if you're out there and you're listening and you're in the business and it's something you want to talk to me about, you can give me a call, 360-733-1200. Okay, continuing on with our global wrap-up here. By a vote of 214 to 213, the House of Representatives this week impeached Secretary of Homeland Security Alexandro Mayorkas over the Biden administration's handling of the U.S.-Mexican border. The first impeachment of a cabinet secretary in nearly 150 years, Mayorkas is not expected to be convicted by the Democratic-controlled Senate. 
And both the United Kingdom and Japan reported a second consecutive quarter of negative economic growth in the fourth quarter of 23. Japan's economy shrank four-tenths of one percent last quarter, while the United Kingdom pulled back two-tenths of one percent. So despite these technical recessions, economists do not fear deep economic pullbacks in the countries since the labor markets remain strong there. U.S. industrial production declined a tenth of 1% month over month from January, while December production was revised down to flat. European Commission sees slower growth but lower inflation in 2024. It cut its growth forecast to eight tenths of 1%, down from a forecast this last fall of 1.2% expansion. The Commission sees Eurozone inflation falling to 2.7% in 2024 from 5.7% in 2023. That's a steeper drop than its earlier 3.2% forecast. And European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde this week cautioned against rushing to cut interest rates amid rising wage pressures. We also saw U.S. Fed Governor Christopher Waller said this week that there is no reason for a central bank digital currency in the United States as the banking system works well. Unemployment in Australia rose a two-year high of 4.1% in the month of January. And the White House this week confirmed troubling intelligence reports on Russia's anti-satellite capability, but said there is no immediate threat to national security. Hezbollah said Friday that it would escalate its fight with Israel after a series of tit-for-tat attacks. And in earnings news for the quarter to date, with 79% of the constituents of the S&P 500 index having reported for the fourth quarter of 23, blended earnings per share, which combined reported data with estimates for those that have yet to report, shows that earnings rose 3.1% compared with the same quarter a year ago. And that's according to data from FactSet. Sales growth is up 3.9% year over year. Okay, a little bit more detail on that consumer price index report that came out this week. We saw inflation accelerated at the start of the year, showing that it's still an important problem that the Federal Reserve should not rush into cutting rates. Yes, the M2 measure of money is down in the past year, but that aggregate may not be directly comparable to history. And even so, the lags are long and variable. Consumer prices rose three-tenths of one percent in January. That's the most in four months, and above the consensus expected two-tenths of one percent. In the last year, overall consumer prices are up 3.1 percent. That's still a far cry from the two percent Fed target. Notably, headline inflation is held down in January by the volatile energy sector, which where prices declined nine-tenths of one percent, in large part due to a 3.3 percent drop in gasoline prices. But if you strip out this category out along with food prices, it shows that the core inflation accelerated in January as well, increasing four-tenths of one percent. And that's the fastest rate in nine months, while the 12-month comparison remains stubbornly high at 3.9 percent. Looking at the details, rental inflation, both for actual tenants and imputed rental value of owner-occupied homes, continue to defy predictions of imminent reversal, rising a half a percent for the month and still running at or above 5% annualized rate over 3, 6, and 12-month time frames. This is important because housing rents make up a third of the overall index and accounted for more than half of the monthly rise in January. But the most troublesome piece of the report came from movement in a subset category of prices that the Fed is watching closely, known as the super core, which excludes food, energy, and other goods and housing rents and is a useful gauge of inflation in the services sector. That measure jumped eight-tenths of one percent in January, the biggest increase since April of 22, when the U.S. was experiencing the height of its inflation scare. In the last 12 months, this measure is up 4.4% and has been accelerating as late, up from 6.7% and 5.5% annualized rates in the last three and six months respectively, stoking fear that inflation has become entrenched in the services sector. The spike in super core prices in January was largely due to increasing prices for transportation services, which were up 1%, medical services, which were up 7 tenths of 1%, and hotels and motels were up 2.4%. Meanwhile, the U.S. economy and the labor market continue to chug along. 
But no matter which way you cut it, the Federal Reserve has little reason at this point to start cutting rates anytime soon. How they respond in the incoming economic data in the months ahead could determine whether we repeat the inflationary 1970s. And let's hope that we don't have to do that. And the January retail sales report came out, and of course it was really disappointing. It was an ugly report on U.S. consumer spending, with retail sales declined eight-tenths of one percent in January. That was lagging consensus expectations, with nine of 13 major categories falling for the month. Factoring in revisions in prior months, retail sales fell even larger, 1.4 percent. The drop in sales in January was led by the volatile auto sector down 1.7%. But if you strip out this category out, it does not improve the picture. Sales excluding autos fell 6 tenths of 1% and were down an even faster 1% when you factor in revisions for previous months. Other categories to lead the decline in January were building materials down 4.1%, non-store retailers down 8 tenths of 1%. That's your online retailers, by the way. Overall, retail sales are up a meager six-tenths of 1% in the last year, although there's also due to a surge in sales in January 23 that temporarily makes a tough comparison point for the year-ago comparison. Still, it does appear that consumers are finally running out of the excess COVID savings, which were boosted by temporary and artificial government stimulus payments in 20 and 21. Retail sales have fallen in three of the last four months, while recent data suggests that good side of the economy may already be in a recession, the same cannot be said for the services side. Sales at restaurants and bars, the only glimpse that we get at services in the retail sales report, rose 7 tenths of 1% in January. These sales are still up 6.3% in the last 12 months and have yet to show the signs of slowing, up at 9.5% and 10.1% annualized rate in three, six month time frames respectively. But it's important to remember that one of the key drivers of overall spending is inflation. Yes, retail sales are still hovering near record highs unadjusted for inflation, but in real inflation-adjusted terms, they have been stagnant for nearly two years. Retail sales peaked back in April of 22 and have since declined by 3.4% from that peak. In the last 12 months, retail sales are down 2.4%. Our view remains that the tightening in monetary policy since last year will eventually deliver a recession. Expect more deterioration in retail sales into 2024 as tighter credit conditions along with higher borrowing costs take their toll. And in employment news, initial claims for jobless benefits declined by 8,000 last week to 212,000, while continuing claims rose by 30,000 to 1.895 million. These figures do suggest continued job growth in February. But in other news, trade prices jumped in January as import and export prices both rose 8 tenths of 1%. In the last year, import prices are still down 1.3%, while export prices are down 2.4%. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. We will be back shortly. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Every day, KGMI brings you the latest news and information. And we also give you a chance to express your opinion on a major news story of the day. Go to MyBellinghamNow.com anytime and take part in our daily news poll to see what others are thinking and add your voice. We'll have an update during the KGMI afternoon news and we'll give you a final tally and a new question each day during the KGMI morning news. Be part of the conversation with the KGMI daily news poll. Another informative and free feature from KGMI and MyBellinghamNow.com. The snow is dubbing in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. 
When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin enclosures, and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham, or check them out online at mountmakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer, featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Duoti's President's Day sale is on now with unheard of 0% financing up to 24 months on hundreds of select in-stock appliances and barbecues. Combined with huge manufacturer and energy star rebates, Deward and Bodie will make sure you keep your cash and get huge presidential savings up to 50% off in-stock appliances and barbecues. Deward and Bodie guarantees the best selection, savings, financing, and service in Whatcom and Skagit counties. But wait, there's more. Deward and Bodie will pay your sales tax on qualifying in-stock appliances and barbecues. This is your chance to score special savings you won't find anywhere else. Need a new Tempur-Pedic? Get unbeatable mattress savings on a huge selection of beds at their Meridian Mattress showroom and get free delivery set up in Holloway with qualifying orders. Upgrade today with no money down and no interest for two full years on qualifying appliances and up to four years on qualifying mattresses. Plus, shop in confidence with DeWard & Bodie's 30-day local price match guarantee on in-stock items. Visit DeWard & Bodie during the President's Day sale on now. When you buy a Subaru from Dewey Griffin, you're buying more than a vehicle. You're buying safety for your family, an investment that will hold its value, and reliability that will last a long, long time. Simply put, you are buying trust. Celebrate them both now with special offers during the Subaru A Lot to Love event on now through April 1st. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in Whatcom County. PNW Perks is giving you a jolt of energy this week with Phoenix Coffee. You can spend $25 and get $50 to spend at Phoenix Coffee this Thursday at pnwperks.com. Phoenix Coffee inside Zazen Salon and Spa next to the Hotel Bellwether is one of Bellingham's newest treasures. Enjoy all of your specialty coffee needs as well as breakfast burritos and made-to-order sandwiches. Whether you're on the go or have some leisure time, Phoenix Coffee has you covered. Enjoy the cozy atmosphere and amazing artwork from local artist Mark Bergsma in a comfortable modern setting. Located on Bellingham's waterfront, it's the perfect place to grab a coffee and enjoy the sights of Bellingham Bay. Phoenix Coffee uses locally sourced and sustainable ingredients to make every cup of coffee special. Grab a cup today. Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 certificate for just $25 and enjoy a boost of energy or hot breakfast burrito while you relax and soak in the views of Bellingham Bay at Phoenix Coffee next to the Hotel Bellwether in Bellingham. Whatcom County and Northwest Washington offer endless beauty, and our phones make it possible for us to capture it instantly. And now KGMI is giving you another way to share your incredible pictures with Whatcom Wanderings. Just go to KGMI.com, look for Whatcom Wanderings, post your photos, and tell us where you took them. So share your pictures of our area's incredible beauty and complexity with Whatcom Wanderings at KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and mybellinghamnow.com. Welcome to Wealth Wake Up, Dick Donahue this Sunday morning. I'm going to continue on here. We're going to talk a little bit about unlocking some of the secrets to financial mastery. We're going to talk about five proven tips from the prosperous. You know, if you want to build wealth, one way to do it is to do what wealthy people do. So here are five steps that are commonly taken by wealthy families that you can take now to improve your financial health and grow your wealth. 
Number one, make it a family affair. Many wealthy families work with a variety of professionals, financial and tax, and others to plan and manage their finances. A little expertise could go a long way. When a plan is made or changed, it is important to keep everyone appraised of the key details. So when you're pulling together your financial plan, make sure to discuss your important points with your spouse or partner and update your family about anything you need to know about it, especially something new. A recent 2022 study by Her Money points out that only one-third of women in a relationship say that they fully merged their finances with their significant other. Making major financial decisions independent of your family members can be a recipe for trouble, which may include more time, expenses, and effort to facilitate even relatively simple needs. So whether it's changing your wills, adjusting trusts, buying or selling or managing estates, or making significant changes to investment portfolios, etc., you need to ensure that these conversations happen so that you can put the best game plan in place, alleviate surprises, and take care of your family in event of hardship. The same goes for budgeting. Wealthy families often commit to a budget, saving time, effort, and money, and part of this involves communicating it to those that may impact. Number two, you need to assess your debts and your liabilities. For the average family, debt can be intimidating, but successful wealthy families tend to be proactive about the debt that they take on and service. Knowledge is power. So don't let debt intimidate you. Instead, use the financial plan to take control. You need to start by looking at each debt in your family balance sheet to find opportunities to reduce the principal or consolidate higher interest loans or credit cards into lower interest rate options. Another proactive step is to order an updated credit report. While your credit rating may be high, a credit report can also be used to point out any open accounts that may have forgotten about, late payments that may be impacting credit, suspicious activity, or who has been looking at your credit report. If your credit score is not where you'd like it, there may be an opportunity to improve it through repayment techniques built into your financial plan or by incorporating programs such as Experian Boosts that can help to increase your credit score by paying utilities that otherwise would not count towards your score. And you can work to reduce your debt through advanced planning techniques such as the snowball approach, the avalanche approach, or prepayment to a principal approach. If your debt repayment plan should align with your overall long-term financial plan to retire your most onerous debts while avoiding impoverishing your future cash flow. And number three, you need to prioritize investment planning. Wealthy families also hire qualified professionals to provide a variety of advice, including investment portfolio management. But you do not need to be wealthy to connect with qualified experts. If you don't already have a financial advisor, many employer-sponsored retirement plans provide guidance as part of their benefit programs. To take full advantage of this opportunity, ensure that you are contributing as much as your budget allows, at least enough to obtain the maximum employer match in your company plan. This is essentially free money, but it may be subject to a vesting schedule, so be sure to review the types of investments in your plan with your advisor at least annually to determine if you need to rebalance to stay on track in order to meet your goals. This time of year, as we lead up to tax time, you may want to consider changing your account's character and add to your Roth assets through direct contributions, conversions, or backdoor Roth contributions. Roth assets add flexibility and potentially tax-free distributions, which can be remove the need to take required minimum distributions and create an easier path for beneficiaries. This is an excellent time of year to ask your tax professional and your financial advisor about this topic. And conversion in particular to direct conversion or through a backdoor Roth contribution may be beneficial. Based on your cash flow, it may make sense to time such conversions to avoid years when your marginal tax brackets are higher, reducing your tax obligations. Also, should the market take a negative turn, reducing the value of your assets, it may also provide an opportunity to consider a Roth conversion. One technique that wealthy families use in making use of non-deductible IRA contributions 
If you have a company retirement plan and earn above a specific dollar amount, singles between seventy-three and eighty-three thousand, married filing jointly between one hundred sixteen and one hundred thirty-six thousand, you may not be eligible to make a deductible IRA contribution. However, there still are several tax-deferred benefits for non-deductible IRA contributions, which could save you an additional seven thousand or eight thousand dollars if you're over fifty years of age in a tax-deferred account. Number five you need to begin tax planning. Wealthy families don't just file their income tax returns every April and forget about them till the next year. Often such families approach their tax strategies as a key part of their overall financial plan. With 24 now in full swing, planning for the last year is mostly behind us. As we move forward with planning for the next year, you could consider making or increasing retirement plan contributions if you still have additional bandwidth to do so. Such increases may include catch-up contributions for workers who are 50 years old or older, allowing for an additional $7,500 of deductible contributions that grow tax-deferred. This may also help increase your employer matching contributions depending on your retirement plan. So you need to check with a tax expert and see if opportunities are available for you and how to take the next steps. Another tax planning technique employed by the wealthy is implementing an asset location strategy, which is a complement of an asset allocation strategy that can improve the tax efficiency of your portfolio so that you can keep more of your returns after tax to allow them to grow over time. More and more, we're seeing programs come out where we are able to go in and capture tax losses during the year to help offset those gains later on. A little advice can go a long way, particularly regarding tax planning. Obtaining help from your tax advisor and your financial advisor can facilitate benefits that will assist you for years. Number five, take advantage of special considerations for business owners. Some of the wealthiest families in America are business owners, which present a great opportunity to grow wealth that can last for generations. An opportunity that wealthy business owners point to as a secret to their success is to know the current accurate worth of their business. It is a good idea to have expert business valuation done at least every five years, if not more often. And additionally, if you've got employees, look for opportunities to build benefit programs to attract and retain high-quality team members. Rewarding your team and providing benefits will be recognized and appreciated and can benefit your bottom line through tax credits and deductions. Consider whether a retirement plan or other incentive programs can offer important benefits for you as the owner and for your employees. And lastly, wealthy business owners often have an end in mind at a point that is never too early to start thinking about exit strategies. It often takes years to plan and execute a successful exit. Make sure you have a solid plan in place. Retain key employees over long term. Identify your successor or sell your business, possibly through a cross-sell or redemption program. Obtaining quality advice in this area can also be a component of your financial plan and involve guidance from your tax legal, and financial advisors. To sum up, 24 is already well underway, but it's not too late to take steps that will help strengthen your overall finances. Reach out to your advisors, your financial, tax, and legal for help, just like wealthy families do, to create a plan that can support you for years to come. And let's see here. Identity theft. You know, identity theft is when someone uses your personal information to impersonate you and steal from you. Did you know that consequences of identity theft are not just financial? That these crimes have significant effects on relationships at work and home? They impact physical, mental, and emotional health and lead to lost opportunities for victims that are often hard to measure? Well, let's talk about the types of identity theft. There are basically two types that you need to be aware of. One is thieves stealing your data physically and digitally without contacting you directly. Thieves contacting you directly and convincing you to provide sensitive information. In these instances, you may never know how the theft got your information. 
So how do identity thieves use your information? Well, they steal personal information like your name, address, credit card, or bank account numbers, your social security number, medical insurance account numbers. And they use this information to buy items with your credit cards or bank accounts. They obtain new credit cards or accounts in your name. They use your social security number to get a job. They open phone or utility accounts in your name. They steal your tax refund. They use your health insurance to obtain medical care. They pretend to be you if they are arrested. So how do we spot it? Well, to spot identity theft, you need to keep track of your mail for missing bills or other documents. Review your credit card and bank statements for unauthorized transactions. And you need to obtain and review your credit reports regularly to make sure that they do not include accounts that you have not opened. Other ways to prevent theft? While no plan is perfect, taking the precautions can help you protect your personal information. These include... Protect documents that have personal information. Ask questions before giving out your social security number. Protect your personal information online and on your phone by using a strong password and adding multi-factor authentication when offered. Safeguard your information on social accounts. And what do you do if you believe someone has stolen your identity? Report fraud to the company where it occurred. Contact the credit bureau to place a fraud alert on your credit report. File a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. File a police report. You know, it's important to protect yourself against identity theft because it can damage your credit status. Repairing this damage can cost you a great deal of time and money. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGBI. We'll be right back. Hey, Les Schwab Tires here. Right now, you can save up to $150 on select sets of four tires during our Founders Celebration Sale. So stop in, save some money, and help your family stay safe on the road. You'll see we have plenty of tire savings to go around. And around and around and around. Check out our tires on sale and book an appointment at LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. Limited time offer while supplies last. See LesSchwab.com slash sale for details. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. T-Mobile recently awarded $10,000 to the Ferndale Food Bank. In total, five Washington and Hawaii nonprofits received an equal portion of $50,000 as part of the company's quarterly Difference Maker Awards. Ferndale Food Bank was selected for their efforts serving a community relying on them now more than ever in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Co-director of the Food Bank, Sierra Cook, announced the funds will go directly to providing community access to food. If you have a business and would like to become a community partner or to volunteer, get info at ferndalefoodbank.org. The Upside is brought to you by R.B. Wick and Bellingham Coin Shop. Stop by today for a free coin or antique evaluation. 1806 Cornwall, one block south of Bellingham High School or at bellinghamcoinshop.com. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. Get informed and inspired with Saturday Morning Live on KGMI. Join a group of knowledgeable hosts as they present a variety of guests and viewpoints on issues important to our area and to you and your family. Sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal, each Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, streaming live at mybellinghamnow.com. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning. Got questions for me? Give me a call. 360-733-1200. And we are finding that politics, taxes are driving homeowner decisions, according to Redfin. Politics and local laws are driving buyers' relocation decisions. One-third of real estate agents reported, according to a new survey from the national real estate brokerage firm Redfin. While housing affordability and living close to job centers have traditionally outweighed political references or preferences to local laws, the pandemic-driven rise in remote work has given more Americans the flexibility to factor in political preferences when deciding which metro area to call home, according to Redfin. Florida has been increasingly attractive for both workers and retirees because there are no state or local taxes levied on personal income or distributions from pensions, 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, and military retirement pay. 
Half a million people moved out of New York State in 2022. More than 91,000 of them moved to Florida, according to the U.S. Census data. Many buyers are just also relocating for jobs and because their companies are located in or moving to Texas. More than 102,000 California residents moved to Texas in 2022, while a little more than 42,000 Texans made California their new home last year, according to census data. A record share of home buyers relocated to a different metro area in 2023, according to Redfin, which reported that 26% of home buyers were looking to relocate to a different part of the country. Some of the most common migration routes for home buyers last year, from blue states to red or purple states, San Francisco to Austin, Texas, Seattle to Phoenix, New York to Orlando, and other parts of Florida. This is due largely to housing affordability, but some homeowners moved because they wanted to live in a more conservative place, according to Redfin. State and local laws and politics have also become increasingly important as Americans become more partisan, with Democrats and Republicans drifting further apart on issues like climate change, immigration, and education, the company suggested. Buyers have also become more keenly aware of state laws regarding partisan issues like abortion and gun control, which many Americans reporting that they prefer to live in a place with laws that align with their views. So many Americans prefer living in a place where not only the laws, but their neighbors align with their political views, according to Redfin. In fact, 42% of Americans are hesitant to move to a place where they'd be in a political minority. And that is according to Redfin, and they reported that in 2020. Some interesting numbers on what's happening in that regard. Okay, you can also handle a big tax debt with the IRS. The IRS steps up enforcement against delinquent high net worth taxpayers. The federal government offers ways to pay off those debts, ranging from payment plans to having debt declared temporarily uncollectible. But the key is choosing the right option. The reasons that wealthy individuals rack up debt tax bills are many. Tax liabilities rise because of failed attempts to shelter assets, buying into abusive tax shelters, incurring accuracy-related penalties, surtaxes like the 25% penalty for failing to take a required minimum distribution, and so on. The IRS generally has 10 years to collect taxes and interest and penalties that accrue until the debt is paid. A short-term IRS payment plan for individual taxpayers can be up to 180 days to pay the bill fully and is for those who owe less than 100000 in tax penalties and interest. A monthly IRS installment agreement can run up to six years. It's for individual taxpayers who owe less than $50,000 in tax penalties and interest. The IRS requires direct debit for balances between $25,000 and $50,000. The IRS is not going to take your word for it that you can't pay. Debts greater than a million will be assigned to a collection officer. They'll work with the taxpayer to establish the appropriate payment approach and has all the enforcement tools available up to and including liens and levies and U.S. passport suspensions. The IRS sometimes offers taxpayers an offer and compromise, which allows taxpayers to settle with the agency for less than their full amount owed. The agency says that in its website, this S Avenue is reserved for situations where the amount you offer represents the most that we can expect to collect from a reasonable period of time. Taxpayers can also apply to have their tax debt stamped by the agencies currently not collectible in situations where they absolutely are unable to repay the debt and maintain their basic living expenses. This does involve penalties, and your debt doesn't go away, but at least the IRS won't be trying to go after you currently. Each repayment often repayment option offers pluses and minuses, and each can be progressively harder to get and requires more and more detailed financial information. Currently, not collectible status, for example, is reserved for extremely hardship cases. In large debts, the taxpayer will have to provide substantial and detailed proof of ability or inability to pay, including lists of all assets and liabilities, and provide proof of monthly income and expenses. It's usually a fee for setting up these types of payment plans. The wealthy tend to be unaware of these potential answers to tax debts unless they have been through some challenges with the IRS. 
If they had an issue with the IRS, our recent experience is that the agency is less likely to provide leniency on payment terms. They're more favorable for first-time offenders. Okay, well, seeing some changes in IRA distribution rules and stuff here and contribution rules, but did you make a Roth IRA contribution for 2023? If not, you still have some time. The deadline for making those prior year contributions is the tax filing deadline, not including extensions that you might have. But for 2023, that deadline is April 15th of this year. If you've made a Roth contribution for 23, you're still planning uh, to make one, you may be wondering whether to report those Roth contributions on your federal income tax return. The answer may surprise you. Roth IRA contributions are not reported on your return. When you look at the 2023 for the 10 Form 1040 and its instructions, as well as all the other schedules and forms that go along with it, you're not going to find a place to report Roth contributions. You can find a place to report deductible contributions to a traditional IRA and a place to report non-deductible traditional IRA contributions. Conversions in 2023 from traditional Roths to Roth IRAs, including backdoor IRA contributions, also need to report it on the tax return. But there is no place for reporting a 2023 Roth IRA contribution. And while you do not need to report your 23 Roth contributions on your return, it's important to understand that the IRA custodian will be reporting those contributions to the IRS for 23 using Form 5498. You're going to get a copy of this 5498 for your own information, but you do not need to file it with your federal income tax return. And even though you do not need to report your 2023 Roth contributions on your return, you should still keep track of them. Your tax preparer or tax software can help you with this. Roth contribution information is important when you take distributions from your Roth IRA. Your Roth IRA contributions are always available to you both tax and penalty free. These funds are considered to be the first funds distributed from your Roth IRA. Once your contributions are all gone, your converted funds are distributed and then earnings. If you take a distribution of converted funds from your Roth IRA, there may be penalties that apply. A distribution of Roth IRA earnings can be both taxable and subject to penalty if a Roth distribution is not qualified, i.e. after five years, the earnings are not, are not subject to, to, to taxes, and age 59 and a half. By tracking your Roth contributions, you can limit your Roth distributions to the amount of your ta- tax-free comp- tax year contributions and thereby ensure that you always both you are always both tax and penalty free of course the best move is to avoid taking any distributions at all from your Roth IRA until you reach retirement age if you wait and take qualified distributions then everything in your Roth IRA including years of earnings will be tax and penalty free and that after all is the goal of saving in a Roth IRA so Roth IRAs are very valuable tools and something that you need to consider if at all possible, try to take advantage of a Roth IRA, try to put money away. You know, the other thing is, the younger you are when you start putting money away, uh, that five-year window actually starts from the time you make your first Roth, first Roth contribution. So, you know, go out there and put $100 on a Roth IRA just for the heck of it and start that five-year clock running because after that, you can take money out without that penalty. So Roth IRAs we're finding very, very valuable, something we'll be more than happy to give you a talk, a talk to you about. I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget our live show next Saturday at 11 o'clock. If you got questions, questions for us, give us a call, 360-733-1200. Thanks, and have a great week. voiced on the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.